Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get started here. Uh, hey, here we go. We're doing it. Did you see that? The, the uh, curtain just went up. I just started. saw the curtain just go up. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to see that my target audience is here as well. <laughs> yes. We really, uh, this was the day, we, normally we sell seats to the uh, show here and it's a sellout. Today we offered them for free. And, and everybody decided to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. You may be here. Free cab, crab cakes. <laughs> you may hear a creaky door. Mm. In case somebody opens or closes one. Situation normal. <laughs> this is episode number 27. Oh, wow. 27 of No Laugh Track. This is uh, for anyone who just, uh, I don't know how you just stumble on this, but I'll give the title anyway. No Laugh Track, Acme's podcast. My name's Justin Severson. I'm the host, and my guest is Dave Fulton. How you doing, Justin? Yeah. What's up? We're here. We're doing it. (laughs) Welcome back to Minnesota. Yeah, thanks, Uh, man. Welcome back to the United States. Yeah, even more so. Yeah. More specifically, I uh, said to you before we started recording, you know, make sure your phone is at least turned down. And you said, that's kind of a waste of time. No one's going to call. <clears throat> it's almost 7 o'clock at night there. Yeah. So I'm not going to get any business calls. Yeah, because you live? In London, England. You live in London, England. So, yeah. yeah. So for you, the Olympics were right on time. You do, you had no tape delay. No. That, you know what? It was really great. I mean, the, the coverage of the BBC was phenomenal because we had BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, and BBC Four. And they were running everything. We saw everything, you know, just as it was happening, from swimming to badminton to volleyball. And, which, by the way, volleyball with the sound off is amazing. <laughs> so hot. I didn't it's know there was so sound. Hot. Oh, my God. You know? Who's, who's winning? I don't care. How about just the sound and no picture? Uh, no. 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 That would be women's tennis. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you which go. is Tom Rhodes' joke, actually. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he has a great joke about that, watching the women's tennis and Wimbledon, just to hear women go, uh, yeah. uh. Yeah. I love that joke, Tom. I love that joke. He was on this, so he was on this podcast. Yeah, a couple well, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few months back, so, yeah. uh, yeah, that, that yeah. didn't come up, but. <laughs> yeah, that's an old joke he does. So. I like it. <laughs> I hope, maybe I was stealing it from him, I didn't even know. I'm not sure. So, before I uh, came over here today, I put your name in a Bing search because I use Bing and not Google. <laughs> oh I'm hoping God. to get a sponsorship. It's okay, isn't it? <laughs> oh my God, Bing! It was mad you couldn't get Ask Jeeves. <laughs> you know, there was. I don't even know if it still exists, but I know <clears throat> at one point there was a search engine that you could use, and it was called Search with Kanye. And it was Kanye West. Kanye West. Everything was related engine. to Kanye West. Yeah. Is, uh, so it was only stuff that he knew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so it was only like one page. <laughs> you know, one page. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. What do you know about Dave Fulton? I know nothing about Dave Fulton. <laughs> Dave should have never won this award. <laughs> he didn't win nothing. He's never won anything. He can't rap. He got nothing. Yeah. I love God. it. So I put in your name in Bing, and I, you're going to know what this is when I say it's from the Mail Online website. Oh, uh, Wanker. Exactly. From yeah. February. Now, <clears throat> yeah. when I'm reading this story, uh, and now you told me what the word is, and I figured it out after reading the comment section, mm-hmm. because the story starts, an American comedian appearing on BBC Breakfast, is that just yeah. a morning TV show? It's a morning TV show on the BBC, yeah. yeah. Found himself lost in translation today after using the word, and then, I'm sure you've seen the story, it says uh, W, and then star, 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 R, and they won't print the word! Yeah, yeah. It's that bad? Yeah, it says, yeah. while discussing a stateside remake of Only Fools and Horses, yeah. which I don't know what that is. Only Fools and Horses is a classic British comedy that was in the 70s okay and um no no 70s and 80s i'm sorry i, I had that um steptone son was the 70s only fools and horses was the 80s and it's uh about two kind of 
working class guys who are just trying to get ahead and you know they one guy thinks he's smarter than the other guy and you know that kind of stuff so did it but, actually uh, come here <clears throat> uh the remaking was steve carell oh i was told oh yeah. okay so you're on the show they're bringing it up to you yeah and they say um because there's there's certain british expressions that they said when they were asking me how would it translate you know across the pond and I'm sitting on this couch, and BBC Breakfast, you know, it's millions, because everybody gets up in the morning, gets the kids to school, and they watch BBC Breakfast. Oh, okay. And um, so, yeah, I'm on there, and a lot of people work on it, are bored, and, you know, and, and the woman who was on it, um, she has a face like an old glove, and uh, the guy was, like, sober for about an hour. Okay. And, uh, and I'm sitting next to a uh, UK musical comic named Mitch Ben, who was filling in at the last minute for somebody who couldn't make it. Okay. And... Um, and so they said, how, because there's a you know, classic British expressions, you know, how they're going to translate. And the woman was like, how are the Americans going to say something like lovely jubbly? And I said, well, we can't for the same, you know, it doesn't sound right. For the same reason, it doesn't sound right when I say the word wanker. And the, and the roof caved in, you know. And I was like, what? What? You yeah. know, and the comedy guy, Mitch, next to me, he just started laughing. It's on YouTube. It's had like 35,000 hits. Really? Oh, oh I yeah. didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah, and um, and and the woman freaked out and she looked right at the camera and she was like, no, no, you can't say it. Yeah, I'm really sorry. So they had to apologize like four times while we were filming. Oh my God. For the, for the word. You know, they said wanker and then at the very end, after I was gone and they wrapped up BBC Breakfast for the morning, they uh, they said it again. Thanks for tuning in for BBC Breakfast. Now wait for the such and such is going to happen. You know, to buy or not to buy real estate program. Oh, by the way, we have to apologize again for the for the curse word used. And um, holy yeah. crap, <clears throat> it was pretty wild. And I was completely blown. Everybody's like, "Oh, you've been living here twelve years. You should have known that was a cuss word." No, no. I mean, and I told them I said I was going to say bollocks. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, "No, no. Yeah, that's even worse." Yeah, which is funny because over here, cause the ads for Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah. Yeah, you know, during the day it'll have a ad and it'll say Newcastle, you know, period, no bollocks. You know, and bollocks are your nuts. Yeah. You know, so but over there, yeah, you can't say that before the watershed. And that's what's cool about the UK is they will you know, they have something called the watershed. Anything past nine o'clock you can say fuck and you Oh, shit. okay. That was my you know, okay. yeah, yeah. Then they ha- and then past eleven o'clock you can get away with even more language. <clears throat> and explicit, you know, stuff sure. sexy. I mean, not full on porn, but you know, you can see, you know, men and women naked. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what it cracks me up, and but they'll edit out uh, like extreme violence because they find that disgusting. And over here, you know, I can't see it as a titty, but I saw a guy's head blown off. All yeah, right, well, oh, yeah. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Isn't that bizarre. We're on the same planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're over there. Also, you can get um, be arrested for defamation of character. You know, they don't. Uh, there's a free speech attitude, but if you say, you know. Hey, you know, such and such, David Cameron's a pedophile, and I saw him touching up boys, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, and I put that on, like, Twitter or something like that. I can be brought up on charges for that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is happening right now to a PM. To, like, oh, hey. yeah. That's a huge <coughs> story. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge story. Yeah. yeah. He, which I think, you know, it's one thing to say something like that. It's another thing to actually, you know, start accusing people without any kind of basis. And, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, here, the equivalent of that is uh, Elmo, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is guilty. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> creepy fucker with that, that uh, hello anyway yeah, I don't trust anybody working in children's television so. no no you really shouldn't or clowns yeah, yeah. well clowns don't bother me uh, no no not at all I don't, you know yeah did, so did you hear about the one that died at the Thanksgiving parade last week no yeah Macy's uh, you know Thanksgiving Day yeah, Parade right, in New York right. City yeah yeah a clown that was working at the uh, parade dropped dead no during way the, during the no parade way. yeah Wow. Like a 70-something-year-old guy. Just was walking and just cacked. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that shows you that their diet is so bad. Clowns just don't, you know, they don't eat well. All they eat is birthday cake. <laughs> 
you know, and sweets and things like that. That's so, right. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was uh, uh, like 21 years old, I had sex with a girl and she was dressed up as a clown. So maybe I've, that because of that, I've never never had a problem with clowns. And she wouldn't stop laughing. No, she. it was great. She had like the, the white uh, makeup on and the red nose and the weird hair. And you know, then I I got her uh, I got her shit off and went for it. But, um, so I've never been bothered by that at all. Slightly aroused now, actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah I, if I can't watch uh, a McDonald's commercials with the sound off, I just you just missed the per- the uh, circus was actually in town last weekend, I believe. No, I didn't miss it. I, I intentionally. Oh, you were here. Yeah. I, no, no, I intentionally missed it because I knew I would just start stalking. Oh, that's yeah. Right. So <laughs> by law, you have to. Miss- yeah, yeah. There's there's a you know a thousand thousand yards. I have to stay away. You have to skip towns that have the yeah. <laughs> circus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, I think we pretty much covered that. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see the video. I am, but I, you know, you've got the pictures of you here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can website. tell. I, and the thing is, I flew in the, the day before. I was in Canada ice climbing, and I flew in the day before this. And my agent calls me at the airport and says, "Hey, you want to do BBC Breakfast Show?" And they pay me like you know 150 pounds, which is you know like 230 dollars, you know, for just and they pick you up and they and you sit on the couch and you do that. And then the problem is, every time I sit on the couch, and something happens and. I forget to, you know, forget to nick, like, one of the BBC Breakfast coffee mugs or something like that. I mean, when Obama got elected in 2008, they brought me in. Because the big thing was, oh, everybody's been having jokes at the expense of George Bush for eight years. Yeah. Now that Obama's been reelected, been elected the first time in 2008, how is it, you know, uh, is that the end of presidential American jokes? You know, oh, right, think? right. Yeah. And um, and so I got brought in because obviously nobody would pick the phone up or some shit like that. <laughs> and so uh, I said, no, not at all. And and the woman, I'll never forget, I'm sitting on the couch and um, and a buddy of mine who was in prison at the time was watching it <laughs> in London, long story. Yeah. But he... Uh, and so she looks at me and she goes, well, you know, no more presents, you know, no more jokes about the president. And I said, no, I wrote one on the way here because it's our first black president, you know. And uh, I figured on the way to his own inauguration, inauguration he was going to get, you know, pulled over by the cops. Oh, yeah. You know, get hauled <laughs> out of the car and, and the cops going, where the hell do you think you're going? Yep. He's like, I'm going to be president of the United States. And the cop goes, man, you know how many times I've heard that this week? <laughs> And then she went, oh, okay, well, that's your opinion. And they oh. cut away. Yeah, she Come freaked on. out because she oh. thought it was like, you know, borderline racist. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there was a big problem with the BBC a few years back. Cause I think it's been about five years ago now. Um, uh, a guy named Jonathan Ross, who's a talk show host. Okay. And that, that piece of shit, Russell Brand. <laughs> they pulled off some sort of prank phone call and, and um, it pissed everybody off and people were fired and people were suspended and there was fines levied. So ever since then, you know, uh, all the production, all the TV stuff in the UK, everybody's shit scared of their own shadow. Really? You know, oh, we can't offend, we can't offend, you know. So, yeah. So, I, I you know, and after that thing went down with a wanker, <laughs> I used to go down, you know, they used to call me up for the BBC. I'd be on radio like, you know, a couple times a month. Uh, just for opinion, and I, I didn't get called for like seven months. No kidding! That. Yeah, wow, untouchable. Yeah, yeah. What so. do you have? You met someone in uh, over there that likes Russell Brand? Uh, you what's, know it, what's his appeal? I'm wondering because you you described him well. Uh, <laughs> you don't like him? It's obvious. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not well, either. I, I'm, I'm not either. And um, it's funny when he was working over here. I had friends of mine who would like Facebook me and go, uh, "Hey, could you come get him?" You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, when he first started out, he was. He was an all right comic. And then he did the Edinburgh Festival, and um, some people pulled him aside and said, you know, if you do what you... I was told this. They told him, if you do what we tell you, you'll be huge. And so he, he didn't look like he looks now when he started out at all. Oh. Yeah, he didn't look like that. And so he started copying the mannerisms and the fashion styles of a guy named uh, Noel Fielding, who was one half of a really funny, bizarre comedy duo called um, Arctic Boosh. 
Okay. So, uh, oh, they're hilarious, yeah. you know. And Noel is like, you know, to, I guess it got to the point that Noel just told Russell, you have to get away from me because you're starting to bother me. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, he's starting to copy more and more. And then kind of, you know, and also Russell's one of these um, one of these drama school pricks who, you know, got into comedy as a, as a way to step into whatever. Yeah. Um, so more you know, chances be in front of a camera. Well, you know what the thing is, but then I saw him do some uh, some straight acting on some stuff that's this. I can't remember the name of the thing, but it was produced by a production company called Baby Cow that's um, uh, run by Steve Coogan and some other people. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> and he was really great. He played like this nerdy teacher or something, and he was really good because he wasn't the uh, you know anyway you know like posing and navel gaze. I love that they call that in the UK navel gazing. Which is like talking about yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and he was really good at that, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to, I would have loved to have been in the room when they pitched, you know, the remake of Arthur. And, <sighs> you know, and who, who, who in their right mind would go, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a different interpretation. I'll, I'll pull this off. No one's going to remember Dudley Moore. Yeah, like, nobody's going to remember how amazingly yeah. classic. Nobody's going to remember that the low point of that entire movie was Liza Minnelli, who's a <laughs> fucking force unstoppable as well. <laughs> yeah, at what point do you go, oh, yeah, Russell Mann, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I thought he was shitting in, for, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall, you know. I was like, well, what, are you, what are you doing, you know? And then it was like, get him to the Greek. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody cut my head off. Yeah. Yeah, it was on a plane ride one time, and it was the only movie playing on the big screen. It was like a, a plane built in 1992, so we all had to watch the same goddamn movie. And you're just going, oh, P. Diddy, you know, I don't even want to watch you. And now i got to see Russell Brand popping in that and pretend that he's a rock star, you know? And then he's in, uh, uh, what is it, the, the other one, Rock the uh, Rock of Ages? Oh, yeah, I didn't With Tom see Cruise yeah. and, and, and uh, Alec Baldwin. I was like, you know, come on, man. You know, Hollywood, you made dry, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> Why don't you call Christopher? You want to bring a, a Brit over? Bring Christopher Nolan over. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? You guys have so many Brits here right now, it's fucking irritating. Have you, what is the deal with, uh, I was, I want to... You have mistaken an accent with education. That's what's happened. It, it's interesting. Yeah. It, uh, every, <laughs> now it's, I, I was go. I, I don't, I've kind of, uh pulled back on watching reality shows but there was a there was a time there a few years where i was watching like all these reality shows that were on every co-host is yeah. british yeah there's either the co the host or co-host is yeah. british yeah or except for like one show like threw in an, an australian but it's a it's an accent like what i you know, it's weird in the UK. Do we not uh, have anyone here? Nobody wants an American accent in front, you know, hosting anything in the UK. Yeah. They don't want anything to do with that. Um, there's an American guy, Rich Hall, who's been around forever. You know, uh, he was doing, I think he did a, I think he did a 10 minute spot at the Last Supper. That's how long he's been around doing comedy. And um, Rich Hall, the. Yeah, Sniglets, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he lives in England. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a house in Montana, but he lives spends most of the time in England. And he's done these amazing series about how Hollywood, dist- you know, ruined the Native American and the South. I mean, they're really great. And unfortunately, there's there's licensing stuff, so you'll never see him. You might see him on BC America, but really great. So Rich Rich shows up on different shows, and then there's a um, an actor out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, who went to Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, a guy named Reg D. Hunter, and Reg got into comedy, and you know he's a good comic, you know, but he is. He started doing like a more because he's from Atlanta. He went talking from like, "Hey Dave, how you doing? Good to see." You. He's a big, big black guy, you know. Now he's like, "Well, when my my mama when she was going up and doing oh, this, no. yeah, yeah." He sounds like the, a male version of the maid from Tom and Jerry. Oh no, yeah. So, um, but he's doing, and they like that, you know. But those exceptions, you know, there it is. And he, and even Canadian friends of mine who are very funny, 
you know, they rarely pop up, you know, on, on television. But they, they want, the Brits, I did a TV pilot where I was going to foreign countries and eating goat's heads and shit like that. And uh, the BBC said, we love the idea, but your host has the wrong accent. <laughs> so unless you're already established, you know, somewhere else, you know, like if you come into the UK and like, oh, I'll do a couple stints here and there, you know, fine, you'll pop up and, and, and um, you, know, you might pop up on a panel show, but you'll never host anything. I mean, they tried to do something with... Um, Oh God, who's the uh, um, Arrested Development? Oh, David Cross. Yeah, yeah, they did something with him over there, and it was a cute little show, but it didn't do very well because yeah, <clears throat> yeah, what's that show? The, uh, something of David, or no? God. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, I know. I wish I had a yeah. Google thing in front of me, yeah, but it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's a really it's not a bad show. Yeah, it was just a few years ago, two, three, <laughs> yeah, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, but it yeah. was really hushed up, and it, you know, it, it aired, and that was it, and it was done. You know, but you know, and then. When other it was a few years back, you know, comics would come who I think are great, like Patton Oswalt showed up, Louis C.K. showed up before anybody knew who he was. Yeah. So they heard of him, and I'm like, "Go see him! Go see him!" They were seeing him in, in a 150 seater, uh, 150 seat theater. Sure, you know, like you imagine seeing Louis in a 150 seat, you know, theater, doing you know, or Patton. And my friends are going to see him. They're like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, hello." Yeah. You know, I saw Patton here on this stage about a year ago. He did a one night thing. Wow. on this stage, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, that was pretty cool. I, I met Patton when he first got start. Well, you know, years and years ago, and he'd been doing it for a couple of years, and he was really nice to me. And then I met him a couple of years after that when things were really taking off for him, and he was a dick. And then, uh, but that's normal. I don't hold that against Patton at all. <clears throat> and then uh, the next time I ran into him. He was like, hey, you know, not like not like he'd walk in and go, hey, Dave, how you doing? And hugs, you know, but he was back to being, you know, and it, it, I think that happens to everybody. You just like, you, you shoot off, you get really lucky really fast. I suppose and then you, you probably get down. overwhelming. Like, ah. Oh, I'm sure it was. For yeah, leave me alone. Someone leave me alone. Yeah. Everyone leave me alone. No one talk to me. Yeah. I would imagine. That's- so I, I don't, you know, it was weird because it's weird when you meet somebody and you talk to them and they're really nice to you and then they're assholes and you think, well, they, you know, same thing happened with Margaret Cho. Margaret now is great. Oh, know? okay. Yeah, big big hugs and stuff like that. Last time I saw her, so we know. should uh, we should go back. Let's uh, let's backpedal here. You, uh, what's your history here at Acme? I know you were, you were here in town for the anniversary show. Yeah, yeah. I um, I started working at Acme <clears throat> back when I think Lewis was just washing dishes. <laughs> he was an illegal alien, and uh, still is. It still is. Yeah. And uh, it, what's weird? He's not even Chinese. He was what? Bo- he, yeah, he was born in Minneapolis. He just puts the accent on for sympathy. Yeah, speaking um, of accents. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but no, no, I uh, I started working, I think they the club had been open, God, like a year or something, wow. maybe? Yeah. A year or two, and then um, I got to booking and came out, and and uh, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know, you know, I just started headlining, you know, like 20 years ago, or, yeah, and, um, and then this was like one of the early clubs I was headlining on, and... Had a great time, got along with everybody, you know, and um, a guy named Gary was like the, the resident host. Okay. Was it Gary something? Gary Johnson, I think it was. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, so it went well, and then he brought me back again, and you know, and I kept, because I turned my material over a lot, it's not because I'm trying to be prolific, it's just because I get really bored with the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Even though I'm fucking talking constantly right now. <laughs> That's good. And so, You're yeah. You're supposed to. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, they did. I would just call up and, and come in, and then you know, twelve, thirteen years ago, when I kind of keyed in accidentally by going to the UK, you know, I wasn't working much in the US, and um, but I'd still call Lewis up, and he'd go, "Oh, all right, you know, I can't fly you in from the UK," and I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, you know, I'm just catching some frequent fire miles." So yeah. I, it was funny because when I did the uh, 20th anniversary show, 
he's like, oh, you know, you you know, give me a call, we'll get a date done. I said, okay, cool. And I know a lot of comics in the U.S. are like, man, I'd love to work Acme. I'd love to work Acme. And I just kept forgetting to call him. Oops. He'd go, hey, call me like, you know, the, the first week of uh, February. I'm like, all right. And I'd call him like mid-March. Hey, man, sorry. Oh, you know? Geez. Yeah, just blowing it off. Just like, sorry, I wasn't thinking. And he's like, well, the date we talked about is gone. I'm like, ah, all right, well. And, Don't you have a guy that's supposed to do that for you? <laughs> well, not for foreign stuff. Yeah. And then and then finally he just said, uh, he just said, just name a week. Just name a week and I'll put you in. I'm like, okay, November such and such. And he goes, yeah. Well, that's Thanksgiving. You know, he's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> I live in England, man. We yeah. don't have Thanksgiving. It's yeah. not called Thanksgiving. It's called fuck off, you Puritans day. <laughs> and so uh, that, so he said, well, come in the week after. I went, all right. So we put it. So I had this weekend before. There was probably two months of empty space. Right, right. Before I was scheduled to come in, you know. <laughs> so, and I, ju- I just come here for financial advice. He gives me stock tips. and oh. you know, Yeah, he tells me which factory is going to be burnt down next in China. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, I, he's telling people to invest in Apple. You know what? It, I would. I wish. Oh God! I wish I would have invested in Apple because I don't. I don't have an Apple computer, so I because I don't like that whole kind of cultish attitude toward Apple. Yeah. But the um, yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody wishes they would have bought Apple. Yeah, no you know? shit, right? So no, I I shit. I bought two hundred shares of Ford stock when it was two dollars a share. Thinking, you know, my friends like, oh man, they're gonna go bankrupt. You're gonna lose your money. You know, I go, dude, I got two hundred, you know, two hundred shares. Who gives a shit? Was yeah, yeah. Four hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, and now it's you know twelve dollars a share or something. And I'm like, fuck, I should have brought two thousand. No kidding. Yeah. So. Ouch. Never again. Ouch. 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 Yeah. Um. So you were here last night. That was the first uh, night of your week headlining here. Oh, yeah. Well, I got in here Monday, and I did open mic on Monday. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was that? It was great. You guys have the best open mic here. It's free. Yeah. Which sounds like a train wreck. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, and it's a cattle call. There's no host. No. So it's just like, you know, you know, Bob Blang, Bob Dave, yeah, Chrissy, blah, blah. And they get up, and they do their time, and they fuck off, and sometimes they laugh, and sometimes they don't. And some of it was funny, and some of it was painfully not funny, so yeah. which made it funny. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I, so I went up and did 10 minutes, and, you know, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. Bumped a couple of kids, made them cry, because you took their spot. No, no, not at all. They just pushed everything back. <laughs> no, I'm that, kidding. You know I'm what, kidding. that happened years ago in <laughs> I'm L.A. Sure. In um, 94, I was doing the improv in Santa Monica, which is gone now. And it's really hard to get spots in, because I'm not favored, and, you know, I'm not there all the time. Sure. Because I was living there between 91 and 95. And I was doing, uh, I showed up at the improv, and the guy comes up to me, and he goes, uh, oh, sorry, I have to bump you. Jerry Seinfeld's here, and he he's he wants to do, like, you know, 20 minutes. So we've had to, like, bump this guy and this guy and you. And I went, all right. You know, so then I, he goes, well, I'll make it up to you. So, like, you know, fucking five months later, finally get back in for another 10-minute spot. And uh, and I know it's like a lead anything. I just want to do sets in, when I'm in L.A. Sure. And so I finally get back in again. I goes, oh, sorry, Jerry's here. I'm like, fuck, right? So I go to Jerry, and I went, Hey man, this is the second time you bumped me off, you know, doing a set here at the Santa Monica Improv. And Jerry turns, looks at me, and he goes, "Get over it." Oh no way! Yeah way! Oh, yeah way! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, I, you know, I thought, hey, sorry about that. Whatever. Yeah. Get over it. Did you like that answer? It, it, you know, it's one of those things where you don't expect that, and yeah. so you you always think, "Wow, okay." And then he walks away, and you think, "Well," and for the next week, you think of all the things you would have said in response. Yeah. 
you know. So but then you kind of like, maybe he's right. Yeah, just get over it. Yeah, just get over it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's funny how some people say shit like that to you, and you and you're like, you know. Yeah, I. Think- I mean, I remember years ago, um, I talked about Mitch Hedberg on my show, and it's not like we were best friends or nothing. By the way, we just he used to open for me years and years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we were up in Alaska together, and he he heard something wrong from the audience, and and uh, he told him to fuck off and stuff, and so I went up to him. We were in a bar later drinking. And I had to go on afterwards and kind of kind of say the show, the guy we, we were going to get paid. <clears throat> so I went up to, we were talking to a bar later, and I said, hey, man, maybe you should not tell the audience to piss off like that through the entire deal. I'm not trying to tell you how to run your comedy or nothing, but you yeah. didn't hear it right. That's not how it went down. And Mitch just turned on me. He said, hey, man, Fulton, I'm going to be famous. You're going nowhere. I'm going to be on Letterman. You haven't done anything. You're not going to go anywhere. I'm going to be huge. I'm going to be on Letterman. And I just kind of went, I'm going to walk away before I kick your fucking teeth out of your throat. <laughs> and, the, and the funny part about that, even though Mitch is dead, is, yeah, he's way more famous than I am. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, know? yeah. you just go, fuck, <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, but uh, I'm sure if he had the choice between being dead or famous, he would... You're dead or, you know, and famous yeah. or dead or not. Even, right, you right. Know? So, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big name here from St. Paul. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I talk about, you know, I have a bit I, that happened when we were working together in Alaska, and it's it's weird doing it here because everybody knows who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had the big tribute show in town after he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, a lot of the names of people you've already mentioned came in town and performed. It was oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. All right. I was uh, lucky enough to attend that. Oh, cool. Theater cool. in town here. I know they had one in Seattle, too, because he lived in Seattle for a while. Um, that's where I met him. You know, he, um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always thought Stanhope would go first. <laughs> <laughs> I look with David uh, Mordell. Um, yeah. Today, he goes, oh, Doug, I live to be 80. <laughs> well preserved, yeah, like yeah, uh, like Keith Richards, you know. Like, no, nobody's like Keith Richards. No, you cannot put Doug in the same pile with Keith. No, no? Way. no way. Keith is Keith has done stuff that would have killed Doug years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, without a doubt. You know, <laughs> best quote ever from Keith Richards was, uh, "Geez, Keith, you were you were addicted to um, you had a heroin addiction for eighteen years." He's like, "Yeah, that's right." And he goes, "Anything good come out of that?" And he went, "Never had a cold." <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, fucking great. You can't get you know that's a great soundbite. I was just uh, I was just hanging out with a uh, guy I work with, friend of mine, and uh, this is sort of along those lines. He was telling me that I don't, how were we talking about it? But the name Chris Farley came up. I know. Oh like, yeah. Oh, he's so fucking funny. He was so good. Now Tommy Boy is one of the best comedies ever. I just think it's hilarious. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, and this is the guy. The guy I'm talking about is in his twenties. And he goes, yeah. Um, he goes, yeah. You know, when Chris Farley died, my parents lied to me because I was such a big fan of his. They didn't want me to know he was a drug user, no, so they just no. told me he had a heart attack. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> what? Nice. He goes, yeah. And then, like a few months later, like I was, you know, I read some article about like what really happened no! and all these terrible things about Chris Farley. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Mom and Dad, like. Why would you do that? Why are you trying to protect me? Yeah. Some, you know, some parents, they hold on to the, you know, uh, stories, you know, about like Santa or the, yeah, the Tooth yeah. Fairy. No, for his, it was uh, Chris Farley's innocence. Yeah. His parents. Then he starts looking up River Phoenix. No! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like, I said, dude, I cannot wait to tell people your story that you, uh, you're going to, I should say his name, Josh. For anybody who Josh. knows me, they know Josh. Oh, my God. Oliver Reed's dead, too, by the way. No! <laughs> he drank himself to death. Poor Josh, his innocence, his oh, and Chris lost Farley's. It. Yeah, his lost innocence was the death of Chris Farley, mm-hmm. not the Easter Bunny or Mm-mm. 
That's great. Not Santa either. Um, where'd you get your start? Where were you? Like uh, you, you said that <clears throat> you said Monday you came up on stage here with people who are you know doing it for their uh, early you know, on or just brand new. I, I've got like a you know credit shy of a master's in music composition, and um, I was living in Idaho and I was friends with a friend of mine who was doing comedy at the time. And uh, I was in the process of thinking about maybe becoming a professional alpine guide. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, because uh, I was teaching climbing a little bit and kind of helping out with some guide stuff, you know, in the mountains. And um, so my friend goes, oh, they're doing this competition in Spokane, Washington, you know, like a you know, comedy competition. You should do it because you know, I want somebody to hang out with I can party with. I went, oh, all right. You know, so I auditioned for it. I'd never been on stage. And he says, oh, just talk about this and this. And then, so I kind of talked about some stuff and, you know, running away from cops and shit like that and it worked and i was like oh this is kind of weird you know and says well we want to see you one more time so i did another set and it wasn't it was all right i mean that that's the worst thing that can happen if you want to start comedy is to go on stage for the first time and do well that's the worst thing ever because because uh your second time it won't go well yeah. and you'll keep trying to get back to that first time when well, fuck, i got this down the first time what the hell happened yeah and so I got in, I did three sets, uh, three audition sets, and I got into this competition. It was a small competition, but it ran two weeks. The first week was 20 comics, the second week was 10 comics, and there was one night of a five. And uh, I made it into the second week, and I finished uh, eighth overall. And I'd only been doing comedy two weeks. Yeah. And everybody else in the competition had been doing comedy for a couple of years. And so I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then, um, then I did this Showtime's Funniest Person in America, which was horrible. And I had a prop back. I mean, I think a lot of comics back in the 80s were prop acts. And I had a bunch of stuff on stage. Really? And, yeah. And um, and I stopped that when... Um, and I, Funniest Person in America, I won the Funniest Person in Idaho with Showtime, which means I was the only guy that entered, you know? So that <laughs> you was... You would a sack of potatoes? Oh, my God. That was weird. It was, weird. It was me and a woman. And, of course, I had to pick me. Um, <clears throat> and the... Um, uh, yeah, and so... I was kind of popping around, and then I, I, I got out of... I quit being a prop back because um, my car was up in Victoria, British Columbia, and I was out you know, drinking and came back to my car, and somebody broke into my car and stole all my props and all my climbing equipment and all my stereo stuff. And um, so I was like, shit. So I, I didn't feel like buying new props or building my own props. So I just stopped doing props. Really? So they kind of... Whoever broke into my car did me a favor in the long <laughs> Get run. Get out of here. They that, totally did me I a favor. I love that. Yeah. So I, I, you know, never liked Canadian since then, but they did me a favor. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> but yeah, so then um, a buddy of mine who was a, who was an, a guide at the time said, um, "Hey, are you going to do this comedy shit? What's happening?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it a couple years. If I can't make a living at it in a couple years, I'll just drop it." Yeah. And um, and you were living in Idaho then. I was living in Idaho at the time. Yeah. You know, and um, and I after a year, it was my full time occupation. Um, I was like, well, this is kind of weird. And after three years, I was like, shit. And he's like, are you going to do this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm making money. I'm getting laid. You know, it was. So, yeah. And then um, then you grow up and uh, you stop doing stupid drugs. And you stop drinking too much. And you stop chasing women, yeah. you know, um, or any women. You know, I didn't stop chasing women. I just tried to stop chasing every woman. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, when the smoke clears, you realize, oh, shit, I'm still working. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I never, I was never one of these, it was all, always an accident. I was never, I never, I was never career minded. I was never very good at marketing. You know, um, it's, 
It's, it's funny because you know classic examples of guys who are really good at marketing who are very talented. You look at Stanhope. Stanhope is really good at marketing himself. He's way better at doing it than his agent ever would. Okay, you know, and um, and knows how to pull it away. He may seem like he's aloof, but he's he's smart as smart as attack. <laughs> and there's a bunch of guys out there yeah, like that. That's who, a skill in and of itself. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. You know, I remember I remember going to L.A. and um, and I when I lived in L.A. for four years. I didn't know how to network, yeah. you know? I thought all you had to do was be funny. That's the least of your worries. We used to say, in like in 1992, we used to say, if you want to know who the most important person in the room is, look for Jean Garofalo. She's standing right next to the fucking guy. <laughs> and, she, and she was. She was amazing at networking, you well, know? Yeah. Amazing, you know? Uh, I like Not that. very funny, but my God, she, does she know how to get next to people, you uh-huh. know? And really bright. Yeah. And so, um, and I slowly learned how to do that eventually. But You're not, not the that- one that was married to her for 20 years and she just found out, was it? No. No, thank God. Okay, good. Oh my God, but um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know she had a drinking habit until she quit. <laughs> but yeah, so I wasn't very good at that, and I, I was just, and it's like working in the UK. I never had any sights set on it. I never thought it would pan out to anything. And now I have a house there and a wife, and I've played in twenty four different countries. I've done shows in Kazakhstan for fuck's sake. Wow, you know. But yeah, the idea of playing, you know, a two thousand seater auditorium in front of adoring fans, that would freak me out. That would fucking freak me out to find. I, I, I'm always amazed that anybody will show up to see me. I'm just like, wow, thanks. You know, that kind to of this thing. day, you're saying to this day, I really? get emails from people going, I'm a big fan. I'll say on this. Are you putting a CD out anytime soon? And I always respond like, oh, I don't know. What's up with you? Hey, what do you do? You know, and I've had people coming up to me after shows in the UK, just go, uh, Hey man, thanks for sending you know answering my email. Most comics will get back to me. I'm like, why wouldn't they, man? You took the time to email me. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. The um, I, I'm just I'm just amazed by that, you know. And I I couldn't understand. I mean, it, you know, like Doug has his sausage army. That would just creep me out. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, yeah, I'm appreciative of anybody who shows up and sees it. You know. And I, I like this small form of you know clubs that seat less than you know see a few hundred people mm-hmm. and. And, uh, and you got to go out and prove yourself. That's that's the coolest thing ever, you know. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing way to make a living. I mean, it is. It's fucking weird. It's, yeah. It's not right in an unholy kind of way. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I can say you know I have quite a few jobs. Uh, some pay better than others. None pay well. And uh, yeah. but. <clears throat> It's diverse. Ra- radio, it's diverse, and I have a full-time job. My full-time job is radio. Yeah. It's not work. How's that? You know. I mean, it's, I. yeah, I. maybe I was the Janine Garofalo. Maybe I buddied up to the right people, too. I don't know, but thank I, God. Well, and, you know, I, I think if you put out a quality product, people eventually will, you know, take that. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've been getting into filmmaking lately. Okay. And, uh, I've written and directed four short, ten-minute short films, and uh, we're doing the fifth one in February. I, w- I work with a production company called Annex Studios, which is based at Pinewood Studios in, in, in uh, England. Okay. And um, and the first two are done and dusted and, and uh, been shown in film festivals. We've gotten into 13 film festivals. Uh, you know, two, uh, One of them has won two awards. Wow. Uh, won Best Foreign Comedy at the Atlanta Shorts Fest. Won uh, the Special Prize, Jury Prize at the uh, Budapest Short Film Festival. Um, four star reviews at the, at the Indianapolis International Film Festival. Played at the Montreal Just for Last Film Festival. Um, all these places that would never take me as a stand up. My shorts are getting in. Look at that. Yeah. My short films, by the way, not my shorts. Yeah, yeah. And the um, <laughs> your pants are another story. Yeah, yeah. So um, and that's been a really cool thing. I mean, I and it's one of those things where. Uh, the people who have been producing these things are like, man, we love your writing. We like the way you direct this shit. We like the fact you do this very cheap. You know, I mean, we can we can crank these little 10-minute shorts out in, in a day, which yeah. is unheard of if you're trying to be arty, you know. Um, I'd love to get to that point, but we just don't have the time. So what are you doing with these? Where are you trying to... 
Well, uh, all, the goal is we'll get all five shorts done, and then we'll put them into a one-hour DVD with a host, and then we'll sell that. And then uh, the proceeds from that will keep the, you know, the, the, the flame alive. And then um, we're in the process of putting together a, uh, a feature film that I've written already, and I'll direct that next year as well. So um, a low-budget kind of comedy you know, thing. So Wow. Yeah. Do you act? Uh, I have been in front of the camera, but um, like I said, in the UK, I've, I've woken up and realized that the best way to get people to ignore anything I'm involved with is to put me in front of the camera. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I won Best Foreign Comedy Short in America. And I'm an American, yeah. You know, so if I would have been in front of the camera, I wouldn't have won that award. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I've done. I did a. Uh, I did an independent film a few years back where I was a bartender in Ramsgate, England, and and my part was I had to throw Bob Hoskins out of the bar. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a hell of a guy. He's retired now. He's got Parkinson's. I'm really yeah, sad. That is but sad. he's a, he's a super guy. Absolutely super guy. So yeah, I don't think anybody would want me acting. I mean, I don't think I'm that good looking, and and the um, and also you know. Uh, you you look at you like oh I'd love to act because you know it's really cool to get in the craft of it and get around the characters and shit like that. Then you see people like St- Steve Buscemi or you know Ryan Gosling and you just go, yeah I'm never gonna be that good. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in these guys' way. You know, not that I would be threatening to them at all, but right. you just go fuck. Yeah. You know? If it was a modeling contest, I think we could all be in the running with Steve Buscemi. But... True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Acting probably not. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. You so. said you. you what did you say about college? You're close to a music. Uh, I was uh, I almost got my uh, master's in music composition. Yeah, I studied at University of Idaho in Moscow. What, what, Idaho. Have, what would that have led to? And then, uh, then I did graduate work in New York City. Um, I don't know. Once again, I just I did it because. What I were you telling your parents at the time? Uh, you know, well, my dad, who's a mechanical engineer, was so against it, and my my mom was like pretty creative. And um, she's like, no, no, there's something to come of this, something to come of this, you know. And since then, I've told my dad, you, you should have put your foot down. You should have fucking had me double major. You know? Yeah. But um, but I don't know, maybe if, if I did that, I wouldn't be up against the wall and forged to try to make a living out of doing stand-up. But, That's true. But uh, yeah, it was a weird. So yeah, I've written, I wrote a couple symphonies and some jazz pieces. and Holy some, crap. You know, little ensemble things years ago. And, and trombone's my instrument, you know. So I can still play trombone. Uh, I'd have to really take it to the woodshed and practice my ass off to get back where i was but yeah, yeah i can pick up any trombone and play it though so. the who were in town last night i went and saw the who really yeah holy shit they yeah. come out in wheelchairs <laughs> uh roger daltrey's 68 i believe yeah uh, mick jagger's 69 isn't that amazing yeah 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 and, the uh well you it, know i heard they still put on a really good show uh within an hour into it roger daltrey's shirt is wide open i'm sure that hasn't changed in wow. 40 years uh still dancing around you know uh pete swinging Ta- the microphone pete yes yeah, swinging the mic pete townsend swinging and doing the windmill with his arm and jamming it was really really good well they lost their bass player yeah a couple of years ago yeah. he just died in vegas or something just fucking cacked and the uh you know who's the drummer with them now Ooh, ringo Starr's son Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah, they were really good. But uh, you just you've written symphonies. What do you listen to? Would you go to the? Would you go see the Who? Um, I don't like being around crowds of people, and uh, it's not like a, a phobia. I just like, you know. Um, you want a crowd in front of you, just not around you. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it, when you're in front of a crowd, it's actually kind of lonely. You know, it's it's I, I like it's like I'm being alone. I can finally relax and just kind of talk about stuff. Um, 
but as far as music goes, uh, I'm trying to think what I have, what I've been listening to. I've been listening to Jack Jack White's latest uh, CD, which is great. Love Jack White. Yeah, love I, I love White. his. I love I love the way he approaches life. I like what he's doing. Yeah. I really think it's great. Amazing. Uh, Elbow, their latest CD is an English band. Yeah, don't they're know. They're great. Elbow. Okay. Oh my god, they're great. Um, big Tom Waits fan, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was just asking my girlfriend if she's ever heard Tom Waits. Yeah. She hasn't. Oh really? Yeah. The um, I don't know how to introduce her to Tom Waits. I used to be a big Zappa fan, yeah. and it's not that I I quit being a Zappa fan. I just haven't listened to him in a while. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm trying to what else I've been listening to. Um, uh, Tricky came out with a new one recently. I, I was listening to that. Um, oh, love Bill Evans. Oh yeah. Love Paul Desmond. Um, <clears throat> you know the old Dave Brubeck stuff. Oh, you know, sure. Some of that cool bat, cool bebop stuff. Yeah, cool jazz. Um, used to be a Chet, Chet Baker fan until I read his uh, biography, and that kind of turned me off a bit. Not a good guy. Uh, you know the early stuff. Yeah, great. But in the end, you know he he'd record anything just for smack. You know he was thrown out of a, a window in um, Amsterdam, and they said he committed suicide. Somebody threw him out, uh. and he slammed onto a, a parking bollard and just you know fucked him up and died. Um. But you know, put out some good stuff for initially. Um, yeah, what else am I listening to? Listen, to that that's that. Um, I mean, the, the last vinyl I bought, I bought some collector old vinyl of uh, Bill Evans. Yeah, that was just fantastic stuff. Cool, very yeah. cool. But um, symphony wise, love Stravinsky, love Igor Stravinsky. Um, got a lot of time for uh, the Bachtel Suites of done by Yo-Yo Ma, which is. I have friends of mine who are not even really classical, you know, fans. Yeah. And I bought them the Bach Cello Suites by, uh, done by Yo-Yo Ma. And, um, and they're like, we play this all the time. You know, because you can hear the skill and you can hear... Isn't it something to listen to by yourself? Really? Uh, they play it, like, for dinner parties and shit like that. You yeah. know, they'll have, like, a sit-down thing and they, you know, well, what do we play? Well, we can't really put on any Winehouse or anything like that, you know. So, um... Or even Jack Black. I mean, so they'll put on Yo-Yo Ma, and people. And he says every time we put it on, you know, people go, "What is this?" You yeah, know? and they, and they want to know about it. Oh, very cool. So, um, yeah, down with that. Living in England, do you ever get used to uh, seeing black guys with a British accent? <laughs> it's pretty wild, you know. I mean, you know, black guys, Indian guys. What's wild is seeing. It's not someone seeing a black guy with a hello, you know, that kind of shit. But when you see Scottish guys. You know, there's black guys with a Scottish accent. Oh, really? Or an Irish accent. That's, that's, you know. It's even weirder? Yeah, there's there's a guy, there's a producer up in, um, I love him, up in Northern Ireland from Belfast. His name's Rayleigh. And his mother was Korean. You know, so he has all these Korean features. And you talk to him, he's like, how you doing, Dave? Just got to say, uh, you know, just got to get a bear, you fucking cunt. You know, that kind of shit. And you're like, and you blink your eyes, it's like, wow. It takes him back to Henry Cho, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jonely Bonely, whatever his jokes were. Yeah. Oh man, I saw him bust up Johnny Carson. Uh, it was he just—I'll uh, never forget—he did a set. Johnny calls him over to the sit down, which is like the ultimate. Right. That is like that's it. Your life is you know made for you've you know, made next, it to heaven. Next two three years, really gets. Yeah. Yeah, and he sat down, and uh, and Johnny goes, uh, you know, very funny stuff, very funny stuff, very funny, Harry. And, and you grew up in Tennessee. He's like, yeah, that's right, Daniel. I grew up in Tennessee. You know. Yeah. And then he goes, did you see this? I think it's probably on YouTube. And he goes, um, he goes when you're growing up in Tennessee, you know, he goes, uh, Johnny goes, hey, uh, when you're growing up in Tennessee, did you uh, see any other uh, Korean people? Did you ever, you know, uh, date any other Korean girls or anything like that growing up? 
you know, and and, uh, and Henry goes, well, John, the only other Korean girl I knew was my sister, and last time I checked, that's still legal in Tennessee. <laughs> and Carson lost it, yeah. just lost it. Classic, you know, step right in there, great joke, great yeah. timing. So, but no, black guys with an accent, Indian guys, you know, with a hard, you know, British accent, um, is pretty wild because over there, Indian guys are referred to as Asian. Because if you call a guy from Pakistan Indian, that's an insult. That's like a huge insult. Hmm. Yeah, because they, they've been fighting for years over Kashmir and some some bad border decisions made when the during the British Raj. Uh-huh. And, um, and there's that whole Muslim Hindu thing as well. Yep. Because uh, Islam doesn't recognize you know um, Hindus. Um, they only recognize four religions. So and and because they have no idol worship, any of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so you call people from that area Asians, and somebody said, "Well, what do you call people from?" Like China and, and um, you know Korea and Japan and like yeah. that, and this is weird. They go, like, oh, we call them Orientals, and I was like, wow, you know, yeah, yeah, wow. it's, but it's accepted there, you know. And I'm like, well, back in America, that's a rug. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, when I was in fourth grade, we had a, I did, we were end of the end of each week, we did a little pop quiz on current events, and mm-hmm. one of my answers, I wrote, I don't remember what the question was, but the answer, I remember this distinctly. My answer was Oriental people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my teacher said, Oriental is food, not people. Yeah, we call them chinky winkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, it's like when you go down to South Africa, there's there's three main, you know, ethnic t- stereotypes. You know, you have um, uh, you have the South Africans, you know, the, the, the Boers, you know, the Afrikaners. And um, then you have the blacks, you know. Then you have the coloreds. They call them Cape coloreds. Coloreds. Uh, yeah, and they're very proud of that. You know, are you black? I'm colored. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. You know, which is a tough one to, you know, because I'm not very politically correct anyway, but, and like anybody, I'm, I, I stumble into racism. Sure. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're just like, was that wrong? You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, so that, that's a weird one to get your head around, you know. But um, I remember watching, because I was, you know, when boxing, when heavyweight boxing was good and there was <laughs> Lennox Lewis. Yeah. And he came out like, oh, you know, like, what? Hello. I, this is so what? No, yeah, yeah, you I've never ha- seen this before. Yeah, you you got to stumble over your words like well, I would talk about that, you know that kind of yeah. So no, I remember. Uh, it's funny because you see the guys rolling up with it because a lot of the uh, American fashion, especially like gangster, you know, uh, hip hop, that kind of stuff, the baggy, you know, trousers hanging off your ass, all kind of shit. Very yeah. big there, very yeah. big. Yeah, and and to hear you know black guys and white guys trying to sound like American gangsters over there and you just go yeah and i laugh at it yeah it's sad when kids from the suburbs here start talking like that yeah because it's you know yeah they yeah. brought it on they made it up themselves yeah and, you know i mean i've heard it's a character white english guys do the whole like yeah my nigga don't need it again and i go dude you're a white english guy using you know and i laugh what cracks me up is like because when i lived in la you go down to south central you know or any of the east loss any of that kind of stuff and you roll up dressed like this you'll go home naked yeah, <laughs> with, a, with a bullet hole, right? You know, right. yeah, and that was the cool thing about Ali G, Sasha Baron Cohen, who yeah. went down there and made fun of all that. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know, by the way, Sasha Baron, great, no problem there. You know, I'm not not that the dictator and that kind of crap was you know fun, but I like the fact that he's willing to kind of put it out there. It'll be interesting to see what he comes up with next because everybody knows who he is and he can't yeah, get away with the characters. I know, you know? that Ali, the TV show, I. LG was brilliant. Will never be topped. No. Than with any movie or anything he no. ever does, I don't think. I no. mean, if if that was his peak, which I think it was, that's one of the best, I think. I think his peak was probably um uh the one where he you know, suppose he came from Kazakhstan, you know, the whole oh, uh, Borat. Yeah, Borat. Yeah. 
Which, by the way, when you're Kazakhstan, you do not bring that up. They do not appreciate. That oh no! At all. No, no, no. Yeah, they're really, and they filmed all the, uh, the all the stuff that he supposed to use in Kazakhstan. It was actually they filmed that in Romania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about the uh, going back to the Olympics in London? Wasn't that didn't they play the fake Kazakhstani uh, 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 national anthem? When someone from Kazakhstan won a medal in this year's Olympics. Oh, no, I didn't hear about they that. Played, really? They played the made-up one that, that Sacha, Sacha Baron Cohen made up for the movie, and it has lyrics about killing Jews. Oh, my God. It's terrible thing. <laughs> well, you know, they had that problem with the North Koreans. They, they raised the Korean flag and played, you know, when they, they announced them as being from Korea, and they raised the Korean flag when they entered the field for, like, a field hockey thing. Oh, it was, yeah, North versus South or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, well, they, they mistook them. They, um, actually, no, it was the North Koreans come out and playing some other team and they mistook the North Koreans for the Koreans. South yeah, Koreans. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was interesting. So <laughs> it's not us. Yeah, Oldville. Yeah, no. Oh. I, you know the thing is is because I grew up in, in Idaho, I grew up with like Aryan Nation guys, neo Nazi guys. Yeah. Like real racist, really mean, you know, ignorant, you know, hardcore, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And so when people go, Oh, he's racist, I, I have to stop myself because I've I've because I grew up around these guys, and they were pricks, and they, they needed to be put down like a dog. Yeah. And like, wait a minute, you're calling him a racist because he said a black guy, he called a guy a black as opposed to African-American, and you yeah. take that as a racist statement? No. You know, shut up. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. That's just a word. He's, he doesn't want this person dead. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you, uh, I think we'd skip, how did you, how did you go from Idaho to L.A., L.A. to, is that the path? Idaho to L.A., L.A. to uh, London? How did no, that happen? No, it was, it was Idaho to L.A., L.A. to Seattle, Seattle, London. Um, and then, but that was after, I mean, I went to grad school in New York City, so I lived in Manhattan oh, for that's a while, right. yeah. you know. But um, back when Manhattan was, like, dangerous, now it's Disneyland. That's right. Um, Can't even get which pop. Is, which is fine. You know, Giuliani's the thing for that, which is one of the few things you can thank him for. Um, yeah, so no, I went to LA and then I um, uh, lived there for four years and had just my ass handed to me. Yeah. Because. Um, moved there by yourself? Yeah, moved there by myself. You know, had no help, no nothing. You know, stumbled into a really great one bedroom apartment that I, I miss. It was a great place. Um, yeah. The um, And then, you know, tried to do pilot season, which was a mistake. You know, really got into writing, really liked the writing aspect of it. So I tried to write a, a pilot for, you know, a spec script, went nowhere. Because it was different and weird. And then, um, yeah, and then I was uh, dating a girl from Northern California who moved out to Boulder, Colorado um, to study kinesiology and to subsidize her education. She became a stripper. Really? Yeah. So yeah. we moved in together. Classic and, story here. And, um, and we lived together for a month. And then uh, I left because uh, she's insane. <laughs> and she, um, yeah, and so... Um, I left and I moved back up to Idaho for like a month just with just all my shit in a pickup truck and flipped a coin between L.A. and Seattle and Seattle won. So I moved out to Seattle, lived there for about two and a half, three years. And then um, my roommate booted me out because he fell in love with a girl and I was cool with that. And so I lived on the road for a year and was working in the U.K. more and more and and then did the Edinburgh Festival in 99 and met my wife. And we moved in together like a year later and that was it. And you just stayed there. Just stayed there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes... I think it's a great idea, and sometimes I think it was the uh, the biggest mistake of my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because there are times where I'll be in England going, God, I'm so tired of the English, you know? And then uh, and then I'll talk to some friends of mine in the U.S., comics, and like I'm like, what are you doing? I did a cruise, and I did a, this... this uh, birthday party in a parking lot, and, you know, at, 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 at freaking Walmart, and you're like, 
whoa, okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, I, I played Paris. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I've, I just, I've been really lucky. I've been really lucky. But, um, and, uh, I, you know, and also I got free health care and that kind of shit, which is kind of handy. But Sure. Yeah. But I still, I still have a house in Idaho. You oh, know? you do? Yeah. So I keep a place there. How often do you... I get back about three, four times a year. Um, okay. You see my dad, he's still alive. He's 83 and, and oh, you know, awesome. crotchety and, and, you know, old school races, you know. The, the kind of races you just kind of go, oh, Oh, that's adorable. Do they still say that? Yeah. Oh, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Turns out you people did exist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love it when that, that old school racism, when like, you know, somebody of, of uh, you know, a minority or ethnicity does something really great. And my dad will say that, you know, he's a credit to his race. <laughs> it just cracks me up. And I always go, human race? No, you know, because he's a, <laughs> yeah, a credit to their race. I just, you know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We better take that white only off the drinking fountain, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Credit to the race. Take away that uh, the floor mat to the welcome mat. This yeah. is whites only. But, you know, the thing about, I think what's really cool about working internationally is because the way comedy is, comedy was new. I mean, when I started in the, in the late 80s, nobody knew where it was going to go. You know, it wasn't like you're going to be a garage band and you have three to five years to make it. And, um... And now the fact I'm still doing it and other people are doing it, it's kind of like what Patton Oswalt was talking about at the Just for Last Festival this year. It's going to become, because of the internet and because of the ability to produce cheaply, you know, whatever project you want to come up with, like the shorts I've been doing and, and people have been doing their own sitcoms and chalk shows and this thing, podcasts, it's just going to be about content, mm-hmm. you know, so you can find the content that you want, you know, it's here to stay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and unfortunately, you know, Hollywood and the, and the powers to be, supposedly the powers to be, haven't really woken up to that and and the um and it's too bad because you know technology is not going to wait for them mm-hmm. you know the um, that's a good point yeah it is i mean they're going to go well if we're going to do a sitcom you know if we do two and a half men or if we do you know big bang theory or i saw a horrible one with guys with kids or something or i think that's the name of the show yeah it's yeah. fucking shocking yeah i mean you know it makes me want to see it makes me want to watch old episodes of survivor and i hate that kind of shit there's a uh, yeah there's a colored guy in that show right <laughs> <laughs> there I, you go. I think there's a couple of them but he's a credit to his race yes. that's the important thing that's but some um, old guy told me that oh really yeah <laughs> So no, I, I see stuff like that, and you think you know because they 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 use that into the old formula. We got to find somebody who's um, between the ages of twenty five and thirty five. We can throw into the sitcom. We'll yeah. get a couple names that were on some minor sitcoms years ago, and we'll try to get them back in the industry, and we'll get this whole thing together. And boom, there you go. And um, and you just go, yeah, yeah you know, because somebody said, yeah, they got because there's nothing else you know on on television. But you know what, television ain't the be all end all. Everybody's walking around with you know. Uh, tablets and they can watch what they want they can oh, download yeah. what they want yeah you know for a buck and, and be way more entertained as opposed to sit through commercials after commercial after commercial you know so um yeah it'll be interesting seeing where it goes i mean i'm not saying i'm going to be a part of it but i'd be kind of <laughs> i mean honestly it'd be kind of cool to see you know they come up with what it is and I, I i if i can cover my bills and you know get my mortgage paid every month happy days yeah you know but this attitude, like, oh, I got to make a million dollars. You should probably go home now, yeah. you know, because you're. It's like what Patton says, you know. You you, you got to be lucky. It's not a matter of like working your ass off and I got the best product everywhere. Yeah, but you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Honestly. Sometimes it's tough to overlook. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to get that one right. God, you have a good attitude about this. I like that. So, yeah, well, I've always said, you know, uh, the whole thing will collapse tomorrow. I'll end up making lattes in a truck stop in Montana. But Sure. The uh, Did you ever have a shitty job? Fuck, tons of shitty jobs. Give me one or two. Tell me. Shit. Uh, Anything that you... Uh, dangerous. Uh, logging. Yeah? Yeah, I was a Jippo logger where you ran up in the, up and down hills with a chainsaw and limb trees while they skidded them. Yep, that's dangerous. Yeah, and the... Um, which is funny because nowadays um, people uh, don't get jobs. They watch other people do them on reality TV. Right, yeah. Yeah, and uh-huh. the... Um, and I was paid... I was You were paid for what you cut. You didn't get a salary. You got paid for what you cut. And I was low man on the totem pole and I had to pay for transportation, fuel... All this other shit. And I remember my first day, I was working 10 and a half hours. And I think I made like, you know, $11, you know. So I did that for a few weeks. And then uh, I pulled green chain. You know what that is? Pulling um, no. uh, freshly cut timber off these big chain t- uh, conveyor belts. Oh and they'd God. be like, you know, two by six by 14 feet long. And you had to stack them. And they'd put them in the dryers. I did that one day and then left, walked out. Uh, I worked. I did. I worked at McDonald's for uh, nine months. Got fired for industrial theft. Really? Yeah. I stole a birthday cake and a whole bunch of birthday stuff. And we had a birthday party for Ronald McDonald. But because we were sixteen, we didn't have any place. You know, we were living at home. We didn't have a house to have it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I broke in the assistant manager's house because I knew he was going to be working until three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we had this huge party in his house. Yeah. And uh, then we all left at like two. And uh, But I left a friend of mine behind. I forgot he was passed out in his bed. Oh, no. Really? And he woke up and goes, who did this? And then Fulton did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was fired. It was great because the manager of the, of the McDonald's in Coeur d'Alene said, well, you're you're guilty of industrial theft. And and if you, you will not get a recommendation from uh, uh, McDonald's. And I went, oh, wow. And then he turned to my friend who was in on it with me. And he goes, you've been working here three years. So we, and, I, and I walked away and he goes, where are you going? I'm like, Home? No, I've been, I'm not done with you. And I'm like, I think you are. You yeah. know? And I was bummed. I went home and I told my dad, oh my God, McDonald's isn't going to give me a, a recommendation. And he went, look, son, you know, the day comes where you, your job is hinging on a recommendation from McDonald's. Maybe you should have a hard, long look at your life. Yeah. You know? Oh, I helped a friend of mine who was a bounty hunter. I helped him a couple times. He was, worked for, he was a bail bondsman. He used to pick people up. I did that a couple times. Anything get violent? Uh, no, you know, had a gun on people, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, uh, and they were trying to do some contract work with, to go to El Salvador to teach people how to maintenance 45s and, you know, that kind of things. And so I was involved with that, but we never went there. And then, um, somebody came, I was approached a few years after that, uh, going to Guatemala and be up in a blind with a sniper rifle and take care of anybody that came out of the woods while a friend of mine was teaching a civilian, you know, security force. That's a job that a guy can have with no experience. Well, I'm really good with it. I was really good with the rifle. I'm a really good shot. Okay. So, um, yeah, and uh, and I and the money was stupid, stupid money. And uh, who was it coming? Who was it coming from? I can't really remember. You-, <laughs> you know, I can see the guys who talked to me about it, and in the end, um, uh, the buddy of mine who was going to teach him, he backed out of it because he didn't like the people, and he didn't. He was starting to side with the plantation owners. And, uh, oh, and he goes, wow. do you mind? I'm like, no, not at all. I'm fine with that. Because yeah. you know? I, I just want to go down there and protect my friend. I, it wasn't a matter of, you know. And in hindsight, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. Even? Yeah. I, I can't even, you know, I was an idiot. That sounds like the, be- like the beginning of a uh, horror movie. 
Like, yeah. oh, they, they moved down to, uh, he was going to protect, he was going to teach. Yeah, I, things I'd probably went be bad. in Afghanistan right now with a scar, you know, and just like a whole Christmas lights of ears hanging off the front of my porch <laughs> in Kabul, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, so with no, your that, one that, leg and two fingers. Yeah, that was weird. I worked at an auto parts place, not auto parts, uh, auto body shop, sand and cars. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of these comics that had like real jobs before they got into comedy. As opposed to some of the other guys who, you know, fresh out of high school or still in high school got into stand-up. You're right. Which is weird because, you know, there's a point where they just don't have anything else to say. You'd you think know. so. You would think so, yeah. Yeah. And some of them don't. Some of them do. God yeah. bless them. But some of them, you know, don't. Uh, I think it's the way comedy's come. Comedy's kind of come into the, uh, you know, it's come to the point now where it's not, you know, just full of, you know, social retards. You know, an emotional, you know, right. freaking misfits. Right. You know, people were coming at it with a very level head and kind of, this is what I'm going to do, this is what's available, which wasn't available when I started at all. There yeah. was nothing like that. It was like, oh my God, I'm getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh, I'm not getting paid enough. I'm like, you're fucking lucky to make a living at this. No kidding. Yeah. Speaking of pay, tonight is the, uh, today's what, Wednesday, the yeah. 28th, November 28th. Yesterday was my birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday, man. Thank you. And, uh, you look good for 28. <laughs> and, uh, Golden birthday was 27. Yeah, I have good memories. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Memories, distant memories. But uh, uh, the big Powerball is tonight 500 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My goal is I I bought a ticket. Did you buy a ticket? No. I bought a ticket. I bought bought five tries. You did? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping to match uh, five numbers. I just want five numbers. And what does that pay out? Nothing? Probably like 100 grand or something like that. Wouldn't that be nice? I'd be happy with five numbers. I'd be happy with. I would happy earning. I would happy winning a free ticket. Oh my god! You match three. What do you get? Free ticket. Yes. You get to play again. I rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I five hundred million because the payout is like three hundred eighty million or some shit like that. Yeah. Sure. Let's say it's there. Yeah. yeah there's no that. way. There's no way the powers to be, God above, or whatever force you'd say might be controlling somebody's destiny would ever give me that money. That would be the you know. I mean, now I'd probably be smarter than I was. You know, ten years ago, but man, three hundred eighty million. Let's say it's ten years ago, and you got that much money. What's the first thing? What's what's the first drug you're going running out to buy? Ten. Well, not ten years ago, because ten years ago I was I wasn't really doing drugs. But twenty years ago, twenty years ago, if somebody would have handed me three hundred million right now, people would go. I I worked with a guy named Dave, and he went all this money, and he just you know there was a big crater afterwards, and the people died, and. You know, there was dogs, they ate them live. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was that poor little girl that killed, you know, she, she lost her arm. You know, like, it would be just, it would be just this horrible yeah. experiment gone bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he bought a rocket and, and put it on the top of his 1980 Cadillac Fleetwood and, <laughs> yeah. and buried himself into a hillside somewhere in Utah. Perfect. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, but, it, but at least he had sex with that girl that grew up to be the, you know, the mayor or the mayor of Wasilla and the governor of Alaska. A friend of mine is convinced I had sex with Sarah Palin in 1988. Really? Yeah, I was in Idaho working at a ski resort, and she talks about being up at the Silver Mountain Ski Resort and and um, the uh, and being wild up there. And my buddy who was working up there, he's convinced that he's one of the girls I bedded in my car that night. So let's go with it. I can't I can't refute or uh, I can't confirm nor deny. Oh, yeah. Congratulations! I, I just gonna. I well, she was smoking did. '80s hot back then. I bet. Know? I bet. Yeah, I, I definitely would have popped her hood. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. I'm the one that poisoned that pussy. That's what happened there. That's why she's fucking popping retards. Is because I fucking I put my seed in there and nothing's been able to take hold since. <laughs> popping retards. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought I Kim had Kardashian, some- look out, baby. Yeah. I, you know, congratulations, because I thought I had something funny I was going to follow that up with, but I, I totally forgot I it now. Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so congratulations. Thanks, man. That was awesome. Oh, man. I don't even know where I was going to go now. Um, I think that's it. Cool, yo. Dave, where can people find you online? Uh, I got a website, davidfulton.com, or uh, Twitter. You know, I don't know what my Twitter address is. I think it's, it's Fulton underscore Dave. That's right. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's at... It's Fulton underscore Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my Twitter thing. <laughs> yep. I'm not real up on it. I got friends of mine that are like, oh, man, he's on me Twitter, you know, this, and I've got like 50,000 or, you know, or tw- I think I have like 900, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, because I'm not very active on that. Yeah. Um, somebody told me there's a comic here just like, you know, Delaney, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, just spits out Twitter jokes. Yeah. Um, God bless him. Bores the shit out of me, but I wish him all the best. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, and that's the cool thing about comedy is you don't have to like everybody no you know i mean I, i've seen stuff I, there's this really great swedish comic i met it's a, uh, i can't remember his name i thought it was jacobson or something like that he has this great line and he goes uh he goes yeah so i go to the airport to pick up my girlfriend and she is uh, asian she is from my uh, you know, friend her parents are from india so i pick her up and uh and all the way to the uh, back to my place in london she would not look at me and and i remember after sex she started crying and then i realized this is not my girlfriend <laughs> And this Asian guy came up to me after the show, and he says, "You're implying that uh, that you know, we all look alike." He goes, "I think that's very racist." And I looked at him, and I went, "Didn't we have this conversation already?" <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, especially coming from Swedish people. Fuck them. So, <laughs> and then uh, where can people look for your uh, movie stuff? Just on your website? Do you throw stuff on YouTube, or is that no? Nothing will come up on YouTube for a while. I mean, the um, I, I keep kind of everybody posted. Not on, a little teaser or anything. A little well, tease? Th- there is there is a, on Vimo. There's a, a one minute teaser for my my first short, which is called Pay First. Okay, and it starred uh, Michael Smiley, my buddy from Northern uh, Ireland, and then um, Amin Jalili, who was the jailer in um, uh, Gladiator. He was in The Mummy. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in Whoopi's sitcom. I'm yeah. sure I he's an Iranian yeah. comic actor. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a little one minute tease on that. Oh, okay. But um, and then the next one is um, called No Prisoners, and that'll, I think we'll probably put that online soon. And then um, yeah, and it was a um, and then the third one. It's called uh, Their Kind, and it's about an English couple who have problems with their neighbors. They hate their neighbors, and they're discussing it with a black postman going, I don't like their kind being there. I don't like what they do. You know, and the neighbor plays loud music all the time, so finally he knocks on the door, and the door opens up, and it's a guy who's six feet tall, but he's got the head that's a fly. You know, and we got this guy built a, a prosthetic head where the mandibles moved and the fucking eyes glowed and yeah, everything, yeah. Yeah. and he talks with a London accent. And um, and so in the end, he can't he can't deal with the music. So when it gets dark, he puts out this light, turns it on, and and, uh, and fucking fries his neighbor in a bug line. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Dave, thank you for doing this. Yeah, it thank was fun. You, Hope, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Just um, well, if you want to know what, just, just type in Dave Fulton Wanker. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Wanker. Thanks, bud. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>